This is Monday, June 20th, and we're starting our second week of our podcast that goes with our summer teaching series called Grace Under Pressure. That's been a couple of years ago now when Joaquin Phoenix received the Oscar for his role playing the tragic main character in the movie Joker. Here's part of what he said. It was an honest and vulnerable acceptance speech. I'm full of so much gratitude now. I do not feel elevated above any of my fellow nominees or anyone in this room because we share the same love. That's the love of film. I've been a scoundrel all my life. I've been selfish. I've been cruel at times, hard to work with, and I'm grateful that so many of you in this room have given me a second chance. I think that's when we're at our best, when we support each other, not when we cancel each other out for our past mistakes, but when we help each other to grow, when we educate each other, when we guide each other to redemption. When he was 17, my brother, his name was River, wrote this lyric. He said, run to the rescue with love and peace will follow. Now we're living in a time when public repentance is rare. It's very rare. So when a famous actor steps up to the microphone and tells everyone he's a scoundrel, people sit up. They take notice. This is what repentance looks like. Actually, Jesus told the parables we find in Luke chapter 15 to explain the way repentance works. Here's the explanation we find to the parables that Jesus shared in our scripture for today. Luke chapter 15, verse 1 to 2. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now, during the time of Jesus, everyone was put through a strict moral grading process. Society measured righteousness the way we look at people's cars in Miami. The car tells us who the person is, how much money they have. In many cases, it's an identity signal. Now, for the Jewish people, Reputation came from an outward display of religion. Things like prayer and fasting. And it also meant you had to be very careful what you did and who you hung out with. And Jesus, he was often found with the wrong kind of people. The people self-respecting Jews avoided at all costs. You see, your social status score would plummet if you were caught eating with sinners and tax collectors. But Jesus, well, he made no effort to hide his friendships with those considered the worst, those rejected, excluded from polite Jewish society. So Jesus told these parables to explain why, and also to show the religious Jews that they were really on the outside, not like the sinners that knew they had nothing to offer God. Now here's the first parable he told. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. 
I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. That's Luke fifteen three to seven. Now this parable doesn't. If it doesn't shock us, it should. First, notice how Jesus uses the word "you." He says, suppose one of you. He's putting a fine point on this story by asking them what they would do. He's calling them shepherds, and of course, no self-respecting shepherd would do what the shepherd in the parable does. Really? Would a shepherd leave the 99 vulnerable to attack to go after just one? That would never happen. But this is just what Jesus has done. You see, the emphasis is on just the one sheep being lost. Jesus is concerned that not one person be lost, that not one person be overlooked or forgotten. Now, this is astounding when we think about it. It says that it may be better to be lost than to be found. (laughs) The religious folks were doing their best not to be lost, to keep their lives together, not to need help from anyone. But the shepherd in the parable goes after the one that is lost. And this shattered every idea they had about God and about the Messiah. It certainly wasn't how the religious people were acting. Sinners, people with checkered pasts, were left out and counted out, considered a threat to everyone, to the community. But Jesus shows that this is not God's way. Now here's the strange thing about this parable. Jesus says there is rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents. But how can a sheep do that? Now, a lost sheep might bleat to signal that it has wandered off and now is in danger. But really? That's a stretch. What part can anyone have in their own rescue? This isn't like any repentance I've ever heard of. Yes, the shepherd does it all. I don't think any sheep wants to be lost from the flock. Sheep are herd animals and they can't survive alone. And this is true for us as human beings. We know when we're being excluded. We don't want to be left outside. But here is Jesus explaining the heart of the Father. To seek and to save that which is lost. But notice how the parable ends with the joy of the shepherd. He doesn't take the sheep back to the flock. He takes the sheep home. (laughs) Talk about safety and welcome. This is what Jesus provides to those he rescues. Let's stop and pray here. Faithful and loving Father, we rejoice that you will not allow anyone to be left out. In Jesus, you pursue us even when we've wandered off. We rejoice in the security that comes from being yours. In your name we pray. Amen.